Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September the 28th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founders. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Quick recap of yesterday's broadcast we had on Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, ronpaulinstitute.org, doing a phenomenal job. We talked about Fauci declared... What do they call this thing? Remdesivir? Yeah, that's how you say it, I think. Remdesivir? Yeah, declared as the only treatment for the cocoa to be used in America. But Fauci knew that remdesivir was deadly two years before he mandated it for hospitals in America. Bottom line is research shows deaths attributed And a whole lot more of the studies are manipulated, to say the least. When you go to the hospital for COVID, if you have to go, and a lot of people say, I won't go, I won't go, but then they end up going. I'm one of them. I didn't expect to go to the hospital. But, man, anybody who tells you that COVID is not real or doesn't hurt you, that's bogus. But I'm telling you this, Remdesivir and the um, ventilator, two things you do not want to let them do to you. Yeah, remdesivir, the FDA issues, emergency use authorization. <clears throat> now, why does the government get to say ivermectin, horsey poop, uh-huh. hydroxychloroquine, bogus, MMS treatment, lame, no good, right? But yet at the same time, they get to say vaccines, emergency use authorization, great. Remdesivir, remdesivir emergency authorization, fantastic. They don't have a single protocol that has tested validity for the treatment of COVID. So why are certain things in and certain things out? Because the thugs at the top say so. Jettisoning all science, they have an agenda, folks, and that's what you need to be clear about. Why is remdesivir the only COVID treatment protocol, even though it's under emergency authorization? Why are the vaccines the only solution you're allowed to have? And they're under emergency authorization as well. No, no, Sam, they've been approved. It's not just emergency. Lies, stop lying to me now. They're still using the emergency vaccine because they don't have any other quote-approved kind. It isn't the same like you were told, thus bringing up even greater concerns. Beware of remdesivir. Beware of the mRNA vaccines. And beware of Anthony Fauci writes Paul Craig Roberts, and amen to that reality check. Good morning, Australia. It's kind of a mock of good morning, Vietnam, right? It almost reminds you of Michael Scott in the office a little bit. I guess it's not Michael Scott that said good morning, America. But anyway, it reminds you of all that. 
I bring this up, though, because <clears throat> why do we allow this to happen? I mean, Australia's just gone into tyrannical lockdowns, out of control, extreme protests all around the country. The mainstream press in the country not willing to tell the tale. So you don't even know what's going on over in Australia. What's up with all that? All right. Anyway, there you have that. Uh, we also talked about we're excited to bring up two incredible events coming up at Liberty Hall before the end of the year. First one, ladies and gentlemen, is cool. Alex Newman. Yeah, this Friday night. You can get tickets at LovingLiberty.net. Alex Newman is senior editor of the New American Magazine. He's also author of the new book, Deep State, The Invisible Government Behind the Scenes. He's also co-author of a book, Crimes of the Educators. His presentation on October 1st, that's this Friday night at Liberty Hall, lovingliberty.net for more information and tickets. We can save our children. Anyway, it'll be an informative and helpful presentation to parents and grandparents alike. If you wonder how we can save our children for the Republic and how we can save the Republic for our children, check out Alex's incredible presentation coming up this Friday night at Liberty Hall. Alex is traveling all the way from the East Coast. So please come and give him a warm Liberty Hall welcome. Purchase Alex Newman tickets, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor, would you please? All right. There we have that. We also have an incredible people's rights event going on tonight. It's in Orem, Utah, Pizza Pie Cafe. Sorry for the late notice, they say, but we'll be meeting Tuesday night. Um. Let's see. It'll be tonight, Pizza Pie Cafe in Orem. 6 o'clock, get your food. 6.30 presentations begin. Bring a friend, they say. Amen to that. Anyway, doing a great job. Uh, the uh, incredible events going on at Liberty Hall, lovingliberty.net. Is oxygen a drug per the FDA? Yes, it is, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the FDA regulates compressed oxygen as a prescription drug. And the production slash processing is subject to 21 CFR parts 210 and 211. So if we have emergency authorization for all these unproven and untested drugs that they say, vaccines, remdesivir or whatever it is, okay, why not have emergency authorization to say, listen, let everybody get um, oxygen. I mean, when people need oxygen, they don't need to go to the hospital. They can get a concentrator. They can, why don't we do that? You say, well, Sam, we can't. There's not enough of it. There's no way they can ramp up for the incredible need. Well, then how do you get it in the hospital then? <laughs> how dumb am I? Either you can get it or you can't, right? You say, well, Sam, people will use it irresponsibly. Oh, yeah? Like they are ivermectin when the government won't let you get it? even though a doctor thinks it's safe and effective and the protocol that he believes is in the best interest of his patient? You mean when it's that way? Right. You know, when, when women want abortions, they say we've got to have legal ones because otherwise they'll go to illegal means for them. Oh, yeah, you think the same thing's going to happen to ivermectin? Anyway, Dr. Brian Artist, for example, explains how the COVID-19 protocols and the hospitals are required to follow are literally killing patients, including his own father-in-law, okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a serious problem 
They say um, Pfizer set to make billions on boosters. America's at the crossroads, liberty or tyranny, brings up Jeff Harris in his incredible column. Playing into the hands of the real terrorists among us, writes Gary D. Barnett, doing a great job. This is not about any virus. This is about a communistic takeover of society in order to achieve global control of all monetary systems, all private property, or all property, I should say, and all people. This is a massive conspiracy, not a theory. It is one that has been planned for decades. It is now on the verge of success after many years of failed attempts to gain global control. The only way to stop it, ladies and gentlemen, is for us to work together and stand against their agenda. Sean Fredrickson doing a great job in San Diego. A citizen boldly confronts the county health officer with her own published statistics, proving she's lying about how many deaths are in their county. We played that clip from Sean. We also talked about Erie County, New York. Controller, guy's name is... Uh, Stephen Matratrill, anyway, he does a great job and he basically protects businesses. He puts long-term installment plans. So the businesses were going to be fined by all these government bureaucrats in his county and the controller there said, no, we're going to make 20 to 100-year payment plans to make it easy for you to recover. I wish I could get rid of the fines altogether, but I can't, but I can put them on a payment plan and that I'll do. He got incredible criticism for this, but at least he stood with the people and with business. They have the Florida State Health Department leader. He puts freedom first. His name is Joseph Ladapo, doing a great job standing up there in Florida. And that's a recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday on your radio. Archives are still available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. By the way, did you get your Alex Newman tickets yet? Lovingliberty.net. This Friday night, check it out. Also go to the People's Rights Meeting, Pizza Pie Cafe tonight. That's all in Utah. And you say, Sam, why do you mention this stuff if it's in Utah and it's a nationally syndicated on AMFM dial uh, and globally syndicated via the Internet radio show? Why mention it? Because I want you guys to know that there's a lot going on in my home state for the sacred cause of liberty. People are really taking action. People are making a difference. People are getting involved. People are taking this stuff seriously. And I want you in your area, globally speaking, anywhere you are, to do the same. If you're in Australia, push back against their tyranny. If you're in Florida, hey, thank the health, whatever his name is there that we just mentioned. I don't know what you call these people. Health leaders is what they call it in the, the article. But what does that mean? Anyway, thank Ron DeSantis if you're in Florida. If you're in Texas, thank Greg Abbott for some of his good work. But remember, just love on these politicians. Hold them all accountable. That's what I'm talking about. we got to stop the tyranny going on, folks. you got to get involved. you got to work hard. you got to pray to the Almighty, Almighty God, and then get up and go to work. And I think in between those two, we shall have success. If we turn to God, we will have success. Quick pause. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Dad, can you make him stop? Honey, he needs to practice. He's been at it an hour. Well, just trying to be patient. Dad... 
It sounds like a cat calling for help or something. Worse, a basement full of cats. Yeah. You know, hon, it is a little hard on the ears. Not you, too. Well, maybe we can all play a game. Andrew, do you want to play a board game? Uh, how about we watch a video? Hide and seek? Oh, I don't know. I give up. Maybe we could all just sneak out of the house. Honey, he's nine years old. We can't leave him home alone. And? We can make him practice with a sock. Well, I guess we'll have to get some ice cream. Did I hear someone say ice cream? Family, isn't it about time? Oh, I see the practice hasn't hurt your ears. Well, I'm a serious musician. Funny that you never seem to get better on that thing. Works every time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, uh, where did all these cats come from? I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. My name is Sam Butchman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live, libertyroundtable.com, our nationally syndicated radio network, lovingliberty.net, nationally syndicated via AMFM affiliates across the country with global reach on the internet and more. Live and on demand if you want to download our incredible phone apps. LovingLiberty.net. Get the Android app or the iPhone app, live and on-demand radio free at your fingertips. You can follow our Twitter feed. You can give feedback and a whole lot more. You can listen to any show anytime that meets your schedule. LovingLiberty.net. All right, Senator Rand Paul speaks out boldly and throws the warning shot out there. Pardon the phrase. Biden intends to sign UN Small Arms Treaty. This is disaster. Gunowners.org and others speaking out about this as well. Uh, basically, you got this small arms treaty or small arms gun registration plan on a global scale that Joe Biden wants to double down and get involved in. Now, to do it the way the Constitution would call for, the Senate would have to ratify Joe Biden's position. Right now, I think we might have the mojo to stop it in the Senate. They may not get the number of votes required. Time will tell. We must keep an eye on the ball. Now, Snopes and other um, organizations that, quote, fact check, in my opinion, lie. I'm entitled to my opinion. Back off. Okay? They're lying to you. They say that it won't have any effect on you internally to the United States, only externally, and it's only to fight terrorists. And I echo your mind back to the time when George Bush, criminal himself, said, oh, I'm 
Well, he got caught spying on everybody. And he first said, well, no, I'm not really spying on everybody. I'm just monitoring the phone calls of international phone calls where there's probable cause for terrorism, etc. And then it turned out that he got caught lying, and it turned out he was involved in monitoring and <clears throat> spying on every one of our phone calls and every one of our communications, and he got caught lying. Instead of prosecuting the president at the time for his criminal activity, his violations of the Fourth and Fifth and uh, et cetera, amendments, um, instead of you know, impeaching him and prosecuting him to the fullest extent of the law for his crimes and his abuse of the American citizen, um, Congress just backed his play. And literally, um, by fiat law, by pretend legislation, they literally gave this thug uh, permission, at least, under the color of law, to do this. The reason I say pretend legislation, the color of law, because Congress has no authority to create law that violates the Bill of Rights, that violates the supreme law of the land with its checks and balances. The Congress has no authority to <clears throat> go beyond its scope. We gave the federal government very defined and very narrow delegated authority by the consent of the governed. We never gave them authority to spy on all of our communications. So anyway, Congress should have been um, handed the pink slip. And so should the president at the time. Anyway, I digress except to say Biden intends to sign UN's arms treaty. The Senate needs to reject this big time. And you and I need to stand up and make sure that our Senate knows how we feel and make sure that our people stand boldly against the UN arms treaty, <clears throat> uh, the small arms treaty. Anyway, beware of that. Senator Rand Paul doing a great job. And gunowners.org doing a phenomenal job bringing that to our attention, that it's on the docket for abuse once again. All right, top doc says pull COVID-19 vaccines off the market now. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Dr. Peter McCullough. All right. He presents evidence behind his controversial stance saying pull vaccines off the market now in a 90-minute-plus presentation. Now, I don't know if you know, but Dr. Peter McCullough has become a leading critic of the experimental COVID-19 vaccinations. And he explains in great detail in a nearly 90-minute presentation why he is convinced that we need to pull these vaccines off the market. I mean, just tremendous information. As both a researcher and a practicing physician, McCullough has come to the conclusion that most deaths attributed to COVID-19 could be prevented with early treatments that have, been, that have been suppressed by policymakers. Now, I don't know what a policymaker is, uh, but I'm going to define it a little bit for you. A policymaker right now is somebody who sits in an unconstitutional government agency who creates regulations and literally creates law unconstitutionally. Because Congress is the only one that has authority, the legislative branch, the only group that has authority to make law. And they only have authority to make law within the defined, narrow scope we have given them as well. Let's say that again. The Congress, the legislative body, is the only authority that has, or the only group that has authority, the only branch of government, I should say, that has authority to make law. And they only have authority to make law within the bounds the American people, the consent of the governed, have set. Nevertheless, you've got these bureaucrats, policymakers, making law. So in a slide for his 
August 20th presentation, he argued that the COVID-19 genetic vaccinations have an unfavorable safety profile and are not clinically effective. Thus, they cannot be put involved in clinical practice at this time. In other words, they haven't passed muster, he's saying. McCullough, just so you know, he's the editor-in-chief of two medical journals, is a practicing, they call it an internist, cardiologist, epidemiologist, and professor of medicine at the Baylor University School of Medicine in Dallas. Okay, this guy's no slouch, ladies and gentlemen. He has 600 peer-reviewed publications to his name, ladies and gentlemen. Many have appeared in top-tier journals, such as the New England Journal of Medicine, Journal of the American Medical Association, and The Lancet. He's currently the president of the and what's this thing called? Cardiorenal Society? Of, okay, Alexa, stop. Of America. He's also the co-editor of reviews in what's called cardiovascular medicine. And he's also associate editor of the American Journal of Cardiology and Cardiorenal Medicine. He has led monitoring safety boards in major drug trials, etc. Now, in May, so this has been a while now, in May he explained why he thinks the vaccines are too risky, particularly taking into, the, uh, uh, taking into account the fact that 99% is the survival rate for COVID-19. Let me say that again, 99% survival rate, even if you get the covid and the survival rate could be increased tremendously if we were willing to start these early protocols being suppressed by bureaucrats, policymakers, professional do-gooders, while the real people who should be creating legislation sit idly by and collect a massive paycheck, right? So Dr. Peter McCullough, not to be confused with Joseph, testified to the U.S. Senate last November against what he described as the federal government's politicization of health care during the pandemic, curbing or blocking inexpensive, effective treatments for COVID-19, such as hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. So now you've got this top doctor thinking ivermectin is good, helpful, and should be used and is much more safe, ladies and gentlemen. you got Dr. Peter McCullough saying it's much more safe than the vaccines. This, ladies and gentlemen, is incredible. When you really think about it, kind of understand it, look at this thing. Anyway, shocking but valuable information. Top doc, pull COVID-19 vaccines off the market now. Peter McCullough. In my opinion, doing a wonderful job, right? Just doing a great job. And I look at that, 
Now, let me tell you something else interesting that you need to know. Listen to this. Thousands of doctors sign shocking declaration. Did you see this? They're calling it crimes against humanity. Thousands of physicians condemn policy makers. I've got details coming up in seconds on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Ford Motor Company made a major announcement Tuesday morning on Fox News. CEO Jim Farley says 11,000 jobs for electric vehicle manufacturing are coming to Tennessee and Kentucky. Well, we have a big announcement. It's a new Ford. It's, it's show, not tell time. We're going to hire 11,000 people. We're going to build the biggest plant we've ever built in the history of the company, six square miles, to build all electric trucks in Tennessee. We have a battery plant on site. It will be a carbon neutral manufacturing site. We have two more battery plants in Kentucky. All total, about a million vehicles worth of batteries will build in the two locations. Answering for their blundered Afghanistan withdrawal, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, and Head of the U.S. Central Command, Kenneth McKenzie, are set to testify before the Senate Armed Services tomorrow. USA Radio News. Remember when California was the golden state? Not anymore. Soaring crime, overregulation, and high taxes are forcing taxpayers to flee. Now, Newsmax's Rob Schmidt looks at what happened in his special series, California. It's over. Rob walks on the Reagan Ranch with Governor Kristi Noem, and he talks to the insiders and reports from Los Angeles. Find out why you need to be worried, because California's mess may soon be coming to your state. Watch Rob Schmidt on Newsmax at 10 p.m. Eastern. Newsmax is on every major cable system. Just check your cable guide. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call your operator or switch to a service that does. Get Newsmax on most streaming services like Samsung, Roku, Pluto, or Zumo. Or download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. It takes just seconds, and you can watch us anytime, anywhere. California's nightmare is spreading. Watch Rob Schmidt on Newsmax tonight. The search for Brian Laundry continues. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau explains. Police are scaling back the search for Brian Laundrie in a southwest Florida nature preserve. Northport Police spokesman John Taylor telling media outlets the FBI is taking the lead in the hunt for Gabby Petito's fiancé, adding the search will be targeted based on intelligence. Dog the Bounty Hunter also searching for laundry. We have uh, a special hotline, 833-CALL-DOG, and we've gotten over a 1,000 leads. So we've really, Francie and I really started this two days ago. So we're going through all those leads, right? It's incredible. Pictures of him here, there, here, there. We're going through all those leads right now. I would say within 48 hours, we probably will have a location where we start the tracking at. That audio courtesy of Fox News. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News.
begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. So I mentioned to you that Dr. Peter McCullough, well-known physician at Baylor University in Dallas, saying pull the vaccines off the market right now. They're not safe. Their safety profile is lacking big time. He goes into a 90-minute presentation to back up his claims of science and doctoral dissertation, if you will. <clears throat> well, if that's not enough, ladies and gentlemen, he testified before Congress and said, listen, you guys are withholding ivermectin and other incredible solutions that could really stop people from having to go into the hospitals and the doctors that could really improve the um, chances of survival uh, from COVID, et cetera. You already have a 99 plus percent survival rate, but it could be improved with these early solutions on the market that government bureaucrats and policymakers are suppressing. So he testifies before Congress about it. He speaks out boldly in the news and creates a 90 minute presentation to make his point. Well, if you don't think that's enough, ladies and gentlemen, then more than 4,000 doctors sign shocking declaration. They're calling it crimes against humanity. Thousands of physicians condemn COVID policymakers. Article written by Art Moore and WND.com doing a great job. But listen to this. They say declaration issued after Global Summit of Health Experts in Rome. Did you know the health experts met in Rome? Did you know doctors are livid to the tune of over 4,000 of them? Scientists and physicians from around the world have signed a declaration condemning public policymakers suggesting they are committing crimes against humanity for restricting life-saving treatments and quashing debate and scientific inquiry in other words hey anytime you want to research anything else they shut it down anytime you have a different opinion they wreck your career crimes against humanity because people are dying because of their policies the physician's declaration was issued in rome earlier this month at the quote international covid summit reported deborah hine for american greatness the health care professionals lamented that a, quote, one-size-fits-all to mitigation and treatment have resulted in, listen, needless illness and death. Dr. Robert Malone, so now you got Peter McCullough, and now you got Dr. Robert Malone. Now, this guy the, is the inventor of the MNR, mRNA vaccine technology. He's the one that read the declaration at the Rome conference. He contends that the COVID-19 vaccines should not be administered universally, but should target the most vulnerable. Because he says the shots pose both known and unknown risks for the healthy that outweigh the potential benefits. Think about that, my fellow Americans. The doctor, Robert Malone, that created the technology that we're using for the vaccines now says, hey, we should not be giving vaccines to everybody. The known 
and unknown health risks outweigh the benefits for most of the healthy people. And when you dovetail Dr. Robert Malone's comments with Peter McCullough's comments saying, hey, we're avoiding early treatments that are effective and safe, unnecessary death, crimes against humanity. You're talking well over 4,000 physicians, globally speaking, um, basically saying, hey, this is a problem. And now you've got the inventor of the mRNA vaccination saying, listen, we should not be giving this to everybody. McCullough says, pull it off the market right now. It's not safe. But your government says it's safe. And then your president says he's following the science. Believe it or not, the declaration begins by stating that thousands have died from COVID as a result of being denied life-saving early treatment, ladies and gentlemen. The declaration, believe it or not, is a battle cry from physicians across the globe who are daily fighting for the right to treat their patients and the right of patients to receive those treatments without fear of government interference, retribution, or censorship by government, pharmacies, pharmaceutical corporations, and big tech. Think about that, a battle cry from well over 4,000 doctors. Think about Dr. Robert Malone, the guy that created the vaccine technology, going, hey, this isn't for everybody. It never was intended for everybody. And then Dr. Peter McCullough, well-known physician, creating a 90-minute presentation saying, hey, wait a minute. They call for the restoration of the physician-patient relationship to be restored. They say the very heart of medicine is the relationship which allows physicians to best understand their patients and their illnesses, to formulate treatments that gives the best chance for life-saving success. Wow. The signatories, meaning the over 4,000 physicians, invite the scientists of the world who are skilled in biomedical research and who uphold the highest ethical and moral standards to insist on their ability, listen carefully, to conduct and publish peer-reviewed objective material, empirical research, without fear of reprisal upon their careers, reputations, and livelihoods. In other words, they're blatantly calling out all governments. They also invite patients who believe in the importance of the physician-patient relationship and the ability to be active participants in their own care to demand access to science-based medical care. Now, folks, when I read that, 4,000-plus doctors, Robert Malone, the guy that was involved in creating the mRNA technology, saying these vaccines are not for everybody, 4,000-plus doctors literally accusing governments and policymakers around the world of crimes against humanity. 
Then Dr. Peter McCullough saying, pull the vaccines. The guy that created the vaccine technology is saying these vaccines were never intended for mass distribution of everybody. And then when you have Joe Biden and whacked out Anthony Fauci saying they're following the science, these doctors, these scientists are livid. More than 4,000 doctors signed shocking declaration calling it crimes against humanity. Thousands of physicians condemn policymakers. Art Moore with the article, WND.com. Incredible reporting you won't see anywhere else. Now, I bring all this up to say they want you to believe that it's settled science. Yeah, you got to wear a mask there. Yeah, you got to get the vaccine there. There's no other choice that'll work. Don't eat ivermectin. That's horsey poop. It'll get you sicker and crap. Don't have, don't have um, you know, ivermectin and docycycline. Uh, don't have any of the other medications that work. Don't have, um, oh, what's that stuff called? Something chloride? Shoot, I can never remember the name. Anyway, it's nicknamed MMS or DCS, it's called sometimes. Uh, anyway, there's solutions everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. But the government will not let us have them. I've got several friends now that have COVID, several of them. They're very sick. They won't go to the doctor. Some of them went to the doctor, and the doctors tried to put them on ventilators or give them that... Um, whatever it's called, mendesivir or whatever it is. They don't want it. We've been told by experts that that means death. It won't go well if you have that. So people are now just suffering, wondering what to do. They're thinking of going to the um, farm store to get ivermectin. I've been told that ivermectin, even rubbed on the body topically, will make a tremendous difference towards recovery. It's not as good as... Uh, putting it in a nebulizer and inhaling it if you know the proper amounts. It's not as good as if you can get oral um, prescription uh, for humans. Now, look, the ivermectin is not different between humans and animals. It's just in different forms, and the uh, doses are different. You've got to be very, very careful. There are people who are not using the right doses and getting sick uh, from ivermectin because you can't take too much of anything. You can have too much of water, ladies and gentlemen. So let's not fall for their lies, but let's also be prudent and careful. And anytime anybody gets sick using ivermectin, it just adds fuel to the fire of their lies because they're misrepresenting the truth. But ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what to tell you. When you literally have Dr. Robert Malone, the vaccine, the inventor of the mRNA vaccines, and you have Peter McCullough and 4,000 doctors telling you, hey, crimes against humanity, they're withholding treatments that work, and they're begging. Well, I've got more. We'll talk about it. Liberty Roundtable Live. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. 
As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Appearing as a witness before the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental, Governmental Affairs. Discussing, I guess they held a hearing on early outpatient treatment. Dr. Pierre Corey testified. And he said an essential part of the COVID-19 solution, Dr. Pierre Corey said. He's president of the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance. He told the government to please review the already expansive and still rapidly emerging medical evidence on ivermectin. The data, quote, shows the ability of the drug ivermectin to prevent COVID-19 to keep those with early symptoms from progressing to the, quote, hyperinflammatory phase of the disease. Wow. And even to help critically ill patients to recover. That was me, critically ill patient to recover. Dr. Corey literally testified that ivermectin is a miracle drug against COVID-19 and called upon the government's, quote, medical authorities, the NIH, the CDC, and the FDA to urgently review the latest data and then issue guidelines for physicians, nurse practitioners, and physician assistants to prescribe ivermectin for COVID-19. People are dying at an unacceptable and untold rates, Dr. Corey told the Senate panel. Think about that for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. Think about what I'm saying to you. I've told you about 4,000 doctors saying the withholding of these treatments is crimes against humanity. you got Peter McCullough saying pull the vaccinations off the market now. You've got Dr. Pierre Corey, ladies and gentlemen, all right, who is literally begging Congress. He said, I can't do this anymore. All I do is spend my time taking care of COVID patients. And there would be, it would be so easy to get them the help they need. The evidence is there in abundance. He explained he's on the front lines treating people every day. But your government and governments around the world 
won't listen to these doctors at all. They say they're all quacks. They're all whacked. They're all crazy. They all want you to eat horsey poop. Da 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 da. da. But Dr. Pierre Corey literally testified that ivermectin is an effectively a miracle drug against COVID nineteen, and he called upon governments, medical authorities, all these different government agencies to please urgently review the latest data and then issue guidelines for physicians and everybody else to prescribe ivermectin for COVID-19 treatment. I don't know what else to say. I don't know how to get more bold about this. I don't know how to put more of a reality check on this thing, ladies and gentlemen. I really don't. I don't know what more to say about this. I've talked about this till I'm blue in the face. And you say, Sam, why do you talk about ivermectin every single day? Sam, why do you talk about hydroxychloroquine every single day? Hey, Sam, why do you talk about chlorine dioxide? That's the word I'm looking for. C, um, CDS is what it's called, or sometimes it's called MMS. It's a miracle solution. Uh, these options are there. Now, I get it. The problem is that it's very hard to know what doses to take of some of these things. If you get it from out of the country or if you get it from a farm store, it's still legitimate. Don't believe their lies that it's horse poop. That's bogus. Uh, but it is a matter of learning the right doses. And you don't want to just take ivermectin all by itself. You want to use ivermectin with doxycycline or doxycycline, however you say that. Um, and you want to have a, a serious, serious levels, increased levels in your body of vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. There's a lot to this. It's not just, hey, Get horsey poop and you're done. Okay, a lot of people think, oh, just take it, Sam. If you're sick, you're going to. I know, but but it's very difficult for people to understand exactly what they should be doing, and people want to do it right. I had to wait to get a physician to prescribe me ivermectin. Um, other people are a little bit more comfortable with doing it themselves, but the question is, do you rub it on topically? Do you just swallow a chunk of paste? Uh, do you put it in a nebulizer? You know, you, you got to learn how to do these things and do them right. If you're not careful, you might make the matters worse. Okay, the MMS or the um, chlorine dioxide, uh, they want you to believe, oh, that's just nothing but drinking bleach. That's crazy town. That's whacked out. No, no, no. They're lying to you again. Just stop it already. Okay, it's been used for all kinds of things effectively, safely. It's all about the dosage. And I interviewed this doctor, Emmanuel. I don't have his name handy for it right now. Anyway, I interviewed this doctor, and he basically um, – just got off the Red Pill Expo stage talking about this stuff. And he's basically a doctor that is speaking out boldly as well. Saying, hey, this is serious business. All right. Manuel Aparicio is how you say his name. He's a medical doctor. He jumped off the stage and joined me live on Liberty Roundtable Live. He talks in a video about using MMS or chlorine dioxide. He talks about ivermectin and says chlorine dioxide is even better than ivermectin. Um, you know, so there's information, there's doctors, there's, and they're all jettisoning the narrative. But here's the problem. Across the country, well, I should really probably say across the globe, People are, well, I should say this, physicians are scared. 
they don't dare go against the government and prescribe ivermectin. Pharmacies are scared. Even when a doctor goes ahead. Even when we get the right people who believe in our cause. All right? Even when we go and and get the right people that'll be like, hey, I'll prescribe this, or hey, a pharmacy that's willing to make it possible, they are shut down. They are concerned greatly. This is not a joke. This is serious, serious business. Anyway, I bring this up because I know there's a lot of doctors that would love to prescribe it, but they're afraid of their government. Right? Wow. Anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention. Did you hear about the New York governor, the new New York governor? This literally governor appoints herself as God's messenger. She says that unvaccinated Christians are not listening to God. Imagine that. Just weird stuff. But that's what we're experiencing, ladies and gentlemen. And sadly, I don't think it's going to get better. I mean, if enough of us push back, it'll get better. But I think most people aren't willing to really push. Most people aren't really willing to do what needs to be done. They're just not. And I wish they were. But I don't see it. What's this name? New York Governor Kathy Hochul is her name. Yeah, she's literally saying, you know, Christians. She's literally telling you, you're not listening to God, Christians. She's going to tell you what God's saying and everything else. I mean, it's insane what these bureaucrats think. They're literally criminals. I don't know if you know this, but the View co-hosts got all mad. I guess they had false positives. Looks like the View co-hosts didn't actually have COVID ahead of a canceled Kamala Harris interview. So they all were arguing about this, and they're all livid because they got false positives. And my response is very simple. Um, If you got false positives, do you think other people are getting false positives, right? That's a very serious question. This is Sam. Yep, I'm going to be on in about two minutes. I'm just finishing up Liberty Roundtable Live Hour 1, sir. There you have it. I'll be there in a second. Yeah, so they're paranoid I'm not going to make the TV show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just too busy taking notes telling you about the View co-hosts. They didn't actually have COVID ahead of canceled Kamala interview. But think about this. If they've had false positives, the View hosts, how many false positives do you think are everywhere else, huh? Right? That's kind of the serious question. All right, I'm launching Skype, ladies and gentlemen, so they can go ahead and try to connect me up for the second hour of Liberty Roundtable Live. Now I'm here and ready to go, waiting for them to connect to me. It's a fantastic day to be alive. By the way, that's my little uh, phrase on Skype. But it looks like the View co-hosts had false positives. Had false positives. What do you think of that? Yeah. 
didn't actually have COVID. They just had false positives. Now that does that concern you at all? False positives? Because it concerns me greatly. How many false positives are there out there? When they're telling you they take all these tests and they say all these people have had COVID, you know, what is it, 35 million people in America have had COVID now or whatever the number is that I have to look it up. Uh, they're all false positive guys. So there you have it, false positives. Now, I don't know why these guys aren't connected to me on Skype here. They should be connected to me right now. I'm connected to my Skype, and now i got to call Richard Mack um, to see if I can't uh, get them to connect to me. Let's uh, call this and work on this. Hey, no one's connected to me. I'm sitting here waiting on Skype. Yeah, Hunter's passed out, man. I don't call him. He calls me, and I answer. There you go, buddy. All right, now can you see me? And can you hear me? You can hear me as well? All right, we're ready to go. I'm finishing up the final uh, minutes of the radio show and i mentioned that the view hosts got all mad because they were tested positive for coco and it turns out they didn't have COVID at all it was false positives and so i'm wondering how many false positives are out there when they tell you that 30 plus million americans have been tested positive for the COVID, and if the view co-hosts were all tested and it was a false positive how many other false positives do you think we have out there just wondering kind of a redneck wondering serious questions Y'all got this New York governor, Kathy Hodgel, appoints herself as God's messenger. Says unvaccinated Christians are not listening to God. Wow. I'm glad I've got a, a bureaucrat, a professional do-gooder, an appointed, I guess, elected bureaucrat. Well, no, this one's appointed, isn't she? Telling me that I'm not listening to God. Thanks for that. By the way, I have my own relationship with God, and she need not insert herself in the middle. I'll tell you that. All right, hour one in the can, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. God save the Republic of the United States of America.